Blog Talk Radio. I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Great to connect with all of you here. Happy Wednesday, Wisdom Wednesday, Wonder-Filled Wednesday. Uh, If you're new to the program, I'm your host, Michelle Mache, and you've surfed in, dialed in, stumbled in, floated into Awakenings with Michelle Mache. Uh, If you're returning and a regular listener and part of the community, hey, always great to connect with you all and uh, have your insights, understanding, and your sharings. Um, If you're new to the program and you're in the chat and you want to listen as a guest, that's totally fine. If you want to interact, you just need to do a BTR profile. Um, Very easy to do. Just name, uh, avatar, and uh, your email. If you'd like to call in for a reading, Uh, get a question answered or share your own insights or understanding on the path or just call in and say, hey, Uh, that number is 347-539-5122, 347-539-5122. And please press 1 on your keypad. That lets me know that you want to uh, be picked. (laughs) You want me to answer because a lot of people listen via, uh, you know, the phone at work and such. So, uh, and they don't want to be disturbed. Um, okay, if you guys hear my little perky lurky, I've got my decaf Americana. Well, actually, I'm going to do a latte, decaf latte. And so I've got that going. Um, let's see. What do you want to get to? I'm going to get to some email questions. going to get to callers. Again, that number is 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad. Uh, we'll be diving in to readings. And then the second half of the program, we will have our Awakening Dialogue, uh, which we have Nina Samuels that is going to be joining us. So you want to stick around for that. Um, as always, you can check more you know, into her if you want before she comes on air at ninasamuels.com. Okay, so we're going to be chatting with her and talk about her new book and yeah, and be ultimately inspired. Now, also, everyone, I wanted to mention this Saturday, if you're in the L.A. area um, or drive up, I mean, some people fly in. I, when I was doing a lot of in-person workshops, we had a lot of people fly in um, sometimes to do the workshop and just, I'm in the um, L.A. area, west side, so Marina Del Rey, Santa Monica, Venice, uh Gosh, Westchester, Los Angeles, any of those areas, even if you want to drive up from Irvine. Anyway, I am doing a very powerful 
Oh, I'm excited about this. Uh, ceremony. Some of you may have already heard me talk about it. Um, this Saturday at Yoga Nest, uh, which is an amazing, um, it's more than a yoga studio. It's really a place for support and growth, spiritual growth and soul connecting. Uh, I've been doing yin yoga, which i got to talk to you guys about that as well. Um, anyway, so I've teamed up with Grace O, who's also a very amazing uh, healer and channel. Uh, she, does, she works with sound and toning. Um, in fact, I had a session with her a couple of weeks ago where my guides came in. So I am a trained and initiated shaman. Uh, my shamanic name is Juana Cuatro Vientos, uh, Juana Four Winds. Joan for wind. And while I was in session, all of a sudden, I felt I felt my guides come in. My so I, I work with spiritual guides and oversold, different guides for different things. But shamanically, my teacher Donna Chewy and uh, Kayendeles uh, Jesus, um, who's now on the other side, came through with some of the Mayan elders. And all of a sudden, I'm on the table, and and the more the Mayan, the energy, uh, shamanic energy is is a bit denser. It's 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 etheric, and, and not so much ethereal. That's the way that I would put it. And all of a sudden, the wind started really kicking up so much that Grace had to shut the window. <laughs> and I knew. I thought, oh my God, it's happening. Years ago, I did a. Um, shamanic uh, workshop uh we did a medicine wheel and uh shamanic interplane journeying at las brisas retreat center and it was right after i had just finished my training and got initiated i got the um initiated in animal medicine uh rock medicine working with crystals and um other beings like uh what we may think is inanimate but they're not they're all alive and the red shawl for healing i got um gifted that maybe awarded that anyway so i'm at las brisas right and retreat center and we did the we did the uh, medicine wheel and i i created the circle because you always you people doing ritual you create the circle you always close the circle and then you make sure you open it to let everyone out but then you close it again, okay? So it's very important um, when, we're do, when you're doing trance work or, you know, expanded work, working with, you know, multidimensional, um, multidimensional dimensions and beings, okay, because you have to go through these various portals. Anyway, that's a whole other topic I may jump into if you're interested. Anyway, so I called in. I called in Juana, which was my teacher's, teacher and my future self and I called in for wind like I'm supposed to because that's that's I work with wind and that's why I'm also a speaker and orator and I work with sound and vibration also um so anyway I called it in and we by the way Los Brisas it's in the desert so it's it was so hot no wind very still air and all of a sudden this gust of wind came but it wouldn't go away. <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen Saturday. The wind was so much because I had printed out because there was a whole ritual. Um, and when I do my workshops, it's always very interactive. I, I don't open and close the circle by myself. The participants do. And we create the, the altar in the center. 
uh, to hold the energies, okay? And you work with work with the elements. Gosh, I'm getting excited to do this again. And anyway, it got so windy. All the papers, everything was blowing. Everyone's, you know, dresses, skirts, outfits were blowing, scarves. <laughs> and we had to move it inside. So thank God they had a, you know, huge conference uh, center. We did what we could outside, but it just, it was dirt and sand was kicking up. And I was like, damn, I guess I did get initiated. I guess I did pass my test. <laughs> Listen, you don't get your name. You don't get your shamanic name. You got to, you got to prove, you know, there's some stuff, hoops you got to go through. Anyway, so if that sounds interesting to you, it's very healing. I'm going to be doing wakeful dreaming. We're also going to be doing some ancestral work. Some of you that have been doing some workshops with me know that a lot of the work I do, um, I work multidimensionally, but I do a lot of regression or past life regression work, working with the higher self. So, of course, we always connect into our higher self, even in my individual sessions. Um, but then we're also going to be diving in you know, with the guides, with the ancestors. And it's right now, astrologically and with the energetic aspects, we're all clearing soul contracts, karma, if you will, as well. Soul contracts, karma. There's a huge updating. And it's a mixed level of the ascension process. Those of you that are in it, you will know it. You will feel it. Um, I hope somebody, if you're in the chat, my sound is okay. If you're not hearing me, let me know. Uh, so, yeah, so there's, you know, we're not just who we are on this dimension or this level. And in a way, we're an amalgamation or meeting or a mashup of consciousness. We're not, you know, there used to be thought uh, everything was an extension of mind or your mind, your body or your health. No, there's a mashup. You've got lineage. You've got... There's, you know, everything's interconnected and so is everyone. So you've got your soul, but it also, when it incarnates, um, you incarnate in a soul wave. And from that wave, okay, there are, it's like there are smaller waves or soul groups or soul tribes, right, that you have similar um focus, issues, learning lessons, soul expression experiences. This is why when you go to YouTube, and those of you that follow my YouTube channel, Soul Insights with Michelle Mache, or you can go to Michelle Mache or Awakenings, you know, I'm even amazed at how accurate the readings are for certain groups of people that are looking. And it, it again, because spirit, there is no space time, you know, it's synchronistic timing. You hear what you need to hear when you need to hear it. Even if it's spoken, somebody said, well, that happened in the past, or I spoke that in the past, but that could be your present, or I was about to do that, or that was, you know, somebody else's future, or your future. So we're moving more and more into this landscape, this understanding of this, and not only understanding and realizing, but living from this which is living more from the soul and less and less from egoic or ego constructs. So due to this, there are um, these levels of ascension or ascending, like the po main popular, there's many rude awakenings right now. We're in the rude awakening where you just can't do things anymore. You're kind of getting slapped up, slapped upside the head, right? 
Um, but they could be rude. They could be really abrupt or rude for people that are denser or need that density or haven't been listening, right? So one of the things that, you know, people have been asking me, how are you, you know, manage this? You know, what, what do, how do we do, you know, your spiritual tools, it's being prepared. I mean, when you go on a road trip, when you go traveling, you're prepared.
Hello. That's probably why callers have been calling in and out. Do I have sound now? Ah, I'm going to have to do something different with the mic as this keeps happening. Gotcha now. Ah, for the last minute. Okay, I just read this whole thing from Justin. I can't believe it. Okay. Basically about his um, awakening and seeing different numbers. And, and again, I was saying a lot of people, uh, thank you, Tammy, you're on the road. I am going to get to callers, stay on the line. I'm going to get to readings. And, again, that number is 347-539-5122, 347-539-5122. Yeah, I, unfortunately, with BTR, I have no way of knowing if I'm on sound or if it goes out. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Tammy. Wow. I don't know what i do without you. Okay. Yeah. So, sorry about that, everyone. Um, maybe you didn't need to hear that. It was just Justin called, it was just a, a listener, new listener calling in, loving the program, and saying that what I'm sharing is helping him understand, uh, what he is awakening to. Um, no worries, Trav. <laughs> Tammy, no worries, um, in the chat. Um, so, yeah, so we get a lot of that, or people that work corporately, and they're like never wanted to be spiritual or spirituality, and they're like calling the show, and they're like, um, hmm, I didn't want to be spiritual. I didn't even have an interest in this, or metaphysics, or spirit, what is this? But uh, lately when I touch people, their migraines are going away. Or I rubbed my friend's neck that had a migraine and it went away and she said she felt heat from my hands. And now I realize I can take people's headaches away. What's going on with me? Why is this happening? So not everyone has to do – there's some of us that I call we're the forerunners, especially if you are a star seed or a light being, a light worker. We've come in with this knowledge to help. You know, we've been encoded with this information. And so we're kind of like on the front lines, right? We're going through the mud. We're going through, you know, all of this. But not everybody has to go through that. I know some people don't want to hear this. It's like if you already made the trail, any of you hikers out there, somebody made the trail sometimes for you. Sometimes there's a trail that is a little bit, you know, overgrown, and you can choose not to go on that trail. You're like, oh, I'm going to go over here where it's smoother. Or maybe I want to go on the paved road, okay? So there is something about the road less traveled, yes. But when it comes to spirituality, there is this, there are lineages. There's, there's lanes. <laughs> you can mix it up. You can, you know, you can mash it up what's in your lane. But there's, you know, there's, there's lanes. So many of you are having this. You're, you're, because the awakening is coded energetically. It's within your energetic matrix. It's coming from your soul. It's encoded just like certain babies walk at a certain time, talk at a certain time. It's in there, okay? So it just needs a nudge. There'll be positive triggers in your life. And like I said, if you're seeing 1111 or 111, in fact, you can go on my podcast, um, my, podcast my blog, um, soulplayground.life, and on the blog post, uh, do a search, and then I have a lot of information about 12, 12, 12, 11, 11, and 111. Um, the other angel numbers I've done some writing on, but you can find it. Um, but particularly when people are just newly awakening, you will see 11, 11, and 111 a lot. When you're on the path, yes, you'll continue to see those as you're getting up leveled upgrades, if you will, updated. 
energetically updated and ascending. But then you also begin to see what we call the angelic numbers from the angelic realm or your spirit team helping you, like 333, 555, especially 555, big changes coming, 1010, turning point, and big life changes. Okay, 555 is a lot of just change within your life personally. It could be upheaval, could be new people coming in, new relationships, new influences. But when you get start seeing 1010, it's like a quantum leap, a quantum change, okay? 222, working more collaboratively, perhaps drawing in a relationship. 333 has to do with self-expression, soul expression, creativity, um, creating more from the, from the soul, you know, creatively. Um, being more of an entrepreneur as well. And then 444 is a lot about you're on the right path, protection, we're here for you. Open up. So this is the whole idea that there are unseen things. I mean, just because you don't see ants doesn't mean they're still not there, okay, and all kinds of little bugs that are in the dirt, well as mites. And, well, we don't see them, but they're there, okay. The flea, the mite, mites are everywhere. There's you know, what is it, microbial, uh, the bugs that we can't see except with a microscope. And who knows what's beyond the microscope, right? So there are other energies and energetic beings, other life forms that are around us, separated out by, are we paying attention? Do we have the sight to see them? And also by vibration. So, just like Justin's case, and we've had other callers call, you know, call in, other listeners. And again, I get all these emails about this. It's meant to be because we are all spiritual beings. We're all spiritual. And so as we ascend, as we all ascend and move out of the extremes of duality or the extremes of the polarity plane, we're going to be living more and more from that, more and more from the oneness. Does that mean that it's like an, a cult where everybody has to do the same thing? No. But the awareness that I'm you, you're me, you know, we might have differences. We're going to be focusing less and less on being separate and the, and the differences. That's already there. We've, and we've learned that lesson, that it's about sharing your unique gifts and coming together, you know, whether it's family, friends, more community. There's more community in the new paradigm and support through that community, but not in a way that detracts from the individual and not in a way that detracts, in a sense, from the group. So there's this happy medium that is, is being created and trying to be created through all of us, right? I hope that makes sense. So that awakening is going to be the awakening that there is a part of us that is infinite, that's limitless. That's where the creative ideas, you know, if you start study Jung, uh, Carl Jung, you know, Einstein, Carl Sagan, there's a lot, you know, there's a lot of greats. Of course, also the mystics spoke of this as well. Um, St. Thomas Aquinas, trying to think of uh, some other ones, Hildegard Bingham. I mean, it was in the mystical traditions, the mysticism was taken out of religion when it became religiosity. It was taken out control to control the masses because the truth is you've got the same juice you've got the soul juice you've got the spiritual juice the spiritual connection now it's about how do you connect to that savor it and reinforce it 
So like I was saying earlier, I hope you got this, my shamanic workshop that I'm doing this Saturday um, up in Venice, so up in the L.A. area in California. Again, if you're interested in that, you can go to Eventbrite or you can go to the Yoga Nest, uh, Venice, um, or you can go to my website, soulplayground.life or soulplayground.com and go to the workshop section. And uh, I'd love to see you there, right? Oh, you heard me speak about it. Okay, Tammy, thanks. Okay. Uh, so why is this, these kinds of things important is because it puts us in touch with the other realms and it restores us, it renews our spirit. One of the things I've been doing a lot is this restorative yin yoga, but it's very, 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 very yin, 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 going within. And um, just so some people are asking me, how do we deal with these energies? I would suggest doing yin yoga, you know, in a group where you, where it goes beyond like this one, it's, it's very meditative. Um, it's, it's, it's a process. It's a journey and a path in itself, very individual, even though we're there as a collective in the class, she keeps it very individual. Thank you, Sarah. Shout out. Um, but you can also do it at home because the yin yoga with the restorative, you've got pillows, bolsters, when you're doing the, the asanas, when you're doing the postures. Now, one thing that you can journal, 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 meditate, vision on what you want, you know, do stream of consciousness journaling, or if you're journaling, let's say processing trauma or, you know, lower level emotions, you know, what we might term negative emotions, journal those out and then maybe do a gratitude list or journal those out and then journal what you learned or what do you now want to focus on. Those are some powerful tools. The other thing is that is very powerful is the surrender pose. And you see this a lot with the Buddha who's in a cross-legged position and then just bending over, you know, they call it navel gazing, right? Just bending from the hips, the hip flexors. Sometimes there's a little bowl there, you know, or the hands are upright to receive. Any posture or asana where your head is going below the heart is very powerful because it puts you in this surrender to the higher self mode or the God universe, all that is. You're surrendering the ego. You're releasing the ego attachment, opening the heart. And those are also good. Those asanas or postures are also good for anxiety, by the way. So one very powerful exercise, and I've been doing this quite a bit, um, and I've actually been doing it on my bed. I put pillows, I put a couple of pillows under, or under my knee, and then one under, uh, you know, get in a, a straddle position, okay? And it's the forward fold or forward bend, but I put the pillows. But I'm pretty flexible, so I could bend all the way. But that's not the idea with the yin yoga, because I could bend all the way down and have my, you know, chest on the floor, you know, or on the bed. But it's to feel the support, okay? So I put a pillow under the chest, and then after bending a certain period of time, I move the pillow out more get more of a stretch and then it's more on my um on my chin and then i listen to uplifting whether it's a youtube channel something reading or meditation or sound healing you know or or uh maybe a journey you know maybe a guided meditation or some form of healing or clearing um whether it's mine or someone else's, I've been joining a lot of other people's been finding some goodies on YouTube and you just do that forward fold and you let the emotions come up and let the emotions come up and you need to do it three to four minutes. I'd say if you could do it five minutes, 
I, I sometimes go into 20 minutes, um, you know, because I just love what I'm doing and I'm in a process. And then journal your feelings, journal what comes up. And you might find anger coming up. You might move into grief, let the grief come up. But you just really want to release because what happens is the traumas that we've gone through stay lodged in our body. Okay, they're in the cellular structure. They're in the bones. They're in the tissues, the muscles, tissues, and fibers. Everything is. Our cells are like little mini computers. Okay, so every cell has all the information of the whole body plus the aggregate cells of what it's meant to do, right, within that organ or or tissue. What it's meant to do, it has that memory as well. That's the primary memory. And then the secondary memory is like the backup, the hard drive. It's backed up everything, right? So you have that primary uh, memory and secondary memory. But you can change. So as we change our thoughts, our beliefs, our ideas, we change on a cellular level. We change the memory of the cells of what it's to do. Very powerful. I have done this as a hypnotherapist. I have done this not only with illness but injuries where people are having the same injury over and over or the same cold or flu at the same time. You just do clearing work and repatterning, and you work on a cellular level and also an energetic level because it's also within the energetic matrix or the etheric. Um, and then it's cleared up, and people are like, "Why does this? Why does this work?" Because it's a, it's like a computer. So if I wipe my hard drive, the more that we can clear our hard drive, right? The more I update my software on my devices or my computer, it runs better. It might run differently. We might not like it go, well, it doesn't do this like it used to do, you know, but that's the optimization. There's always some kind of give and take. But we're the same way. What you feed in, right? Garbage in, garbage out. So when you start changing your thoughts, your beliefs, your feelings, when you start having more gratitude, when you start doing more self-care and more self-nurturing, you start expanding in consciousness and awareness. That's ascending. You start ascending. Things roll off your back more. You get more into your creativity. All right. Sorry about the glitch for the 10 minutes. Thank you, Pammy. I'm eternally grateful for you. Uh, she caught it. She's amazing in the chat. Anybody in the chat? Wealth of wisdom, amazing artist, and just helped so much with the energy of the of awakenings also. So uh, I kind of had a feeling, it was weird, when I went to go get my um, <laughs> my decaf latte here, um, I thought, I wonder if they're hearing me. I don't feel they're hearing me. Anyway, let's get the callers. That number is 347-539-5122. You have a question, comment, you want a reading. Let's get to, let's see. Here we go. Hello and welcome. You're on Awakenings. Hello, you're on air. Okay, we got 404, you're on air. Has draw okay, so I don't know what's going on there. Okay, um, anyone else a question or a comment? You need to press one on your keypad. Okay, I'm hoping. Let's see. Yeah, three four seven five three nine five one two two, and press one on your keypad. Okay. Hello and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, my name is Christina. I wanted to ask you. Hi, so I'm 
I moved from um, the South like three years ago and I moved to LA and my mm-hmm. dating life in LA sucks so bad. <laughs> and I never had this experience when I was, you know, um, in the South. So I just want to know, is it something that I'm going through or is it that I'm not equally yoked to this side? Um, well, it's a little, I mean, LA can be a little weird with the dating, can be a little, hmm. Um, but I also feel like something, let me have your just mo- month and day of birth date, uh, Christine, because I also feel um, like there's something, your adjustment you're going through as well. What's your birth date? Okay. July, uh, July 30th. Okay. So you're going in a new cycle, so that always is helpful. Yeah, I, how long have you been here? Because I feel like, I feel very transitory, transitional. Um, I have um, three and a half years. Okay. Well, it takes, believe it, as a transitional counselor, they say, believe it or not, to get fully and constant in environment. Unless it's easier if you work, like, for a company or corporation and then you're going to their events and things and in the community or get involved with the church or spiritual center or something right away. But for some people, it's between five and eight years before you really feel in the, you know, in the community. Okay, so I see what's, um, that's why. So you've been in a real holding pattern, okay? So you, I feel mentally and emotionally, you've been shifting a lot. There's been a lot of change. And I feel things are going to get more lighter and more transformative. Let's see. Mm, More likely August, September, to be honest. If you've got a little bit of a wave, I think this summer, but, but spirit is asking you in your higher self, you have to change it up what you've been doing. Does that make sense? Hmm. Okay. Yeah, there it is. August looks good. Let's see. August. Oh, uh, you could meet someone. I don't know. I feel like it could be more September, October. August, there seems to be more people around you, but October, I feel like there's, new pathways and there I feel like there could be somebody there for you on the horizon shows more friends okay. around you is that okay. the other thing that I'm getting there you there hasn't been as many friends around you no I you right I've been going through like a different transition and uh um, just yeah I have been going through and I kind of was like a hermit <laughs> for a whole that's like yeah. basically two years yeah so I'm trying to come out yeah. my shell no, you're coming out, and it's going to be more, you know, after your birthday. It's going to be more like August, September, and then October, I'd say you're fully out. You're like, woo, let's go. Where's, let's go. Where's the party? Where's the group? Where's the music? You're going to be like, and more creative. But you, but part of it is you've been doing this deep inner work, mental, emotional. You've I been have. in this, yeah, mm-hmm. this kind of reevaluation mode you know, clearing up the past, putting the past in the past with a little bow, you know, putting it in a box, wrapping it up. Okay, that's done over that. So that's why I feel you haven't attracted anyone because you've been in this limbo and it's 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 been all about you. Now, what's interesting is the next, you have a bit of a, um, a little bit of a quantum leap coming up. This next year is a lot for you. This next cycle, six, eight months, nine months, could be up to a year. Um, 
but I usually when I look at cycles are emphasized for six to eight months is a lot about transition um, but of thought it's all about breaking out of the shell kind of using these new things that you you know you found within so there's a lot about mm-hmm. changing your belief systems you know lightening up you're going to find different belief systems open opening up less restrictions uh, more like oh I didn't used to do that or like that but I'll try it or I'm not sure I want to do that but I'll go I'll try it and then you might say yeah I don't want to go back but you're going to be just more busting through limitations and a big part of this next cycle for you is a lot about spirit, spirituality, and emotions. What emotionally fulfills you? What kind of people, situations, relationships? So it's about getting that emotional fulfillment on and the spiritual fulfillment. So I agree. It, it, I, I really do feel that. <laughs> do you? Oh, good, good. Okay. The two Thank are, you so are, much. are taught together. You're so welcome. Thanks for calling in. Okay. All right. Take care. Ooh, I love it. I love it. Um, any other callers uh, or anybody else calling in? 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your K-pad. Hey, Tammy. Thank you. Thank you. Um, in the chat. Interesting energy today. Cannot believe. Yeah, well, we have still the remnants of that full moon. So a lot of what's coming up for people is a lot about not only living, speaking your truth rather, but also living it. I talked about um, on my blog, soulplayground.life, what I've been doing, and I I was guided a few years ago to do this. So I started, I've been more, I've been very consistent since last year, this year. is to tap into the new moon and full moon energy. Because the new moon, when it's leading up to the full moon, is very powerful. It's all powerful. All our cycles are powerful. But, uh, but especially that as, as the moon starts, you know, waxing more, getting more and more strength up to the, the full moon, and then after the full moon, you know, for releasing. Um, so yeah, really working with those energies and then I tune in monthly to look at the energetic, um, forecast for that month and the tune in with my higher self, my guides, uh, use numerology, astrology, weave that in, um, if I feel it's appropriate. Um, so I'm trained in all those and I bring that in, but I don't necessarily focus only on that because a lot of the people that read my posts or not astrologers or don't want to be, they don't want to, you know, they just want to know what, give me the download. What's, what's, what's the tea? <laughs> Get to the tea. What's, what does this mean? You know, and then usually I have some exercises or meditation or affirmation. So we're really, because right now we are becoming more cyclical again, you know, connecting to your own biorhythms, your own internal timing, your own inner rhythm. And then how does that go with the seasons? How does that go with, you know, the community? So it is important to find your own inner rhythm and align that or feel how does that attune with your routine and what you're doing. Again, that's part of what's coming from the soul. It's all about the individuation. All right, let's get to another caller here. Hello, welcome. You're on Awakening. Hello, hello. Hello. Hi, you're on air. 
Hi, Michelle. It's Walter. Hey, Walter. How are you? How are you? I'm good. How's Yoshi? Oh, my gosh. Well, I got to tell everyone, Yoshi, who's 15 on June 28th, has been up and down. That's why my YouTube, I am going to get, Walter, I saw your email today. (laughs) I am going to do, you know, I've got some YouTube videos that I'm going to be recording and uploading, videoing. Let me just, since you asked, okay, with Yosh, my little fur baby here, it's like having a geriatric baby, okay? It's like a newborn. Last week, but in the way it's helped her, you know, they get anxiety at night and then the medication for her pain, you know, the arthritis and the hip So there's been nights where like, like three or four nights out of the week, I'm like up and down, like maybe get two or three hours of sleep. It's like I got to sleep sometimes at 11, then 12 o'clock she's up, can't sleep. So I'm outside with my robe and my flip-flops walking her, okay? And she has to have a little sling to hold up her hind legs, walking her, and then come in, try to give her medicate. Sometimes it doesn't work or CBD oil. Have to hold her in my arms and rock her. Then sometimes she falls asleep. Then I can't sleep. So I'm on YouTube, YouTube and Netflixing, meditation, journal. I'm, do, re, I'm doing it all. 5, 5.30 in the morning, <laughs> I start to fall asleep. Now she's up. So that's how things have been. Oh, my and goodness. It's tough being a caretaker. I mean, last week I thought yeah. I was going to have a nervous breakdown. I didn't think I was going to be able to make it because I was on so such little sleep. But the sacredness yeah. of life, I got to tell you, I mean, you know, all of you celebrate your vulnerability. The vulnerable aspect of us is so beautiful. When you, when somebody, you know, that's why to me, infants, babies, children, animal beings, they just look at, you know, it's like, oh, you got to take care of me. I can't walk. You got to pick me up, take me outside to go to the bathroom. You got to pick me up. You got to pick me over. It's just midwifery into transition. Yes. That she's transitioning, Tammy. That's the other thing Tammy in the chat is saying, Walter. I've been hearing her bark, but it's on the astral plane. And her guides have been coming to me saying, you know, she's going to be moving on soon. She's not like, you know, she loves all the care, but she's not, she's very active, you know. So a couple times I wake up and I think, and I hear her barking and then I see her etherically running around with that little mischievous look you guys have seen in the YouTube videos. You've seen that little fly <laughs> yeah. look, like, right? <laughs> like, I'm sneaking away over here. You know, and then I look yes, she's sleeping. Yes. And I'm like, oh, yo, she's like, yeah, I'm on the, I'm on the astral place running around. So. <laughs> Anyway, thanks for asking, Walter, oh, and that lets goodness. everyone know too what the heck's happening. So, how are you? What's going on with you? I'm good. I'm I good. Um, about, I just had a question because I've been. Wow, that was part of my question. Yeah, that was part. Ready. I've been doing my tarot. I've still been practicing my cards, and okay, it, it, it those are the cards that just keep coming up. Big changes coming, a lot of movement, travel, love, all this. It just keeps coming positive. So what is it that you see? What is it like? Well, first of all, I feel like one of the – it's interesting that there's travel because your spirit, your the spiritual aspect of your being, the, the energy of you, wants more movement. 
So I don't know if you're in yeah. an office or something, but you're. But I do feel one of the transition part of the transition is going to be a, a different job. Does that make sense? Wow. It it does, Michelle. That, that's what's been in the cards, and that's what but I've been wanting. Yeah. <laughs> but it's you. But it's you. It's you doing it now. It could be that you take something that brings some travel or movement or you, you bite the bullet and you go, Oh, this is only part time, but I'm going to, I'm going to start doing my readings and my healing work on the side. So mm-hmm. you're right. You're getting the, you're getting the prep. You're getting the prep. Cause your, your, your higher self is a little bit, um, what's the word I want? Restless. It's like, okay, we've been doing okay. this now. Okay. We got a foundation. So no, your, your readings are accurate. I mean, as soon as you called in and we're talking and I was sharing about Yoshi, but I'm connecting into your energy. Mm-hmm. I'm going, woo, I feel the job, new job. And I do feel there will be a relationship. I don't, I feel like it's after the summer. Mm-hmm. There's something with a change of friends that happens. Um, you could meet wow. while you're, yeah, you're changing friends. You could meet this person when you're out and about. It's like a kind of a transitory thing. But I am also seeing travel. And some of the travel, yes, is like some little road trips, this and that. But there's something, unless you get a job in a different city or mm-hmm. you have to drive more, I don't know, or, or I don't know, plane, train. But there is something with a commute. But it gives you time to think. It gives you time to um be on your phone, your tablet or iPad, you're doing some writing something. But I also do feel you are going to start working with people. That's where you're getting nudged. And writing. There's something with writing as well. Wow. That makes sense. Okay. It makes a whole lot of sense. You you did tell me um in the past when we had our reading that around this time I would start writing and I would do a book and I have been journaling so much lately. Um, and I do want to do something more with people, but in the in the direction that I want to go into, not just, you know, I like my transitional job, but I'm ready to just break free and just use my gifts mm-hmm. to just, just to help people. Mm-hmm. Well, you will be. You will be. And even if there's another transitional job, it's going to be – the, mm-hmm. there's something about the hours or the time where you're able to start building your healing practice and work. You know, you're able to start seeing people. Because I see you scheduling people. I see you on the phone going, well, can we do it? Because you're going to be calculating in your head. I get off at 9 or I go in at 9, I'm off at 1. Can we do it at 3? <laughs> you know, they're like, can we do it one thirty mm. or 2? You're like, can we do it at 2, 30 or 3? So, yeah, so whatever it is. Um, and I even suggest you get start doing stuff with YouTube. I feel like you're going to be doing readings. Hmm. Okay. And that's a part of it. Okay. Yeah. That all but I will be getting. I'm, my plan is um, the end of this month into the beginning to start, um, and I'm going to even start doing extended. But I've got to just figure out with the timing how much I can commit to. That's why I've just been doing a pick a card here. You know, I've been doing something every couple weeks. But mm-hmm. stay tuned to my channel. Get those notifications on YouTube. I'll be uploading. Yeah. I most definitely will. I love you. I love your pick of cards. They're always so accurate, Michelle. Like I have, they're Are they always okay, so accurate. I'm going to do another one of those before I do the other. I, lo- <laughs> I got to tell you guys, I love the energy. When oh my god, when you start tuning in, I can't, there you hear this. There's a story. 
and then you see the person's face sometimes or you feel the energy and then you say something and and then it's like oh that sounds weird and then I go to, of course I get the comment or the email that was exactly me I did just that the other or I said that or I did this and it's like it just shows how we're all interconnected and we're all you know we yes. we again incarnate in these waves these soul groups that are going through similar experience or you open and that's all of you like Walter all of you people listening it's also your psychic ability or intuition, your connection to spirit source, you know, higher self, because you're asking the questions, you're demanding the answer. That's one of the things my, one of my metaphysical right. teachers told me. You have, that's why when people call in, they say, oh, just tell me. No, 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 no. Ask the question. You've got to be invested. You've got to ask the question. Asking the question opens the channel. The universe will immediately start responding to you. When you say, I need this. I want this. I need to know this. You calling it in, the signs, the symbols, it will come in any way. You know, give me a confirmation. But you do have to ask. You do have to ask. That's a part of it. You have to you have to open up to ask. I agree. I've been That's seeing a lot all of people the double do- numbers now. A lot of the fives. A lot of the oh, fives. In ten. Okay. In ten ten. A lot. Oh, ten, ten, ten is a big let me tell you, when you start seeing 10, 10, 10, that's big change. That is. Wow. Yeah, it's a turning point. It's like the past is the past. Your life will never be the same. There's, but it's, you know, positive, life enhancing. It's like, okay, you've done enough work. There's a foundation here. You've had some dreams, and now they're about to come into fruition. So, yeah, that's huge. Wow. The 10, 10 is Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. Many thanks. You're so welcome. You're welcome. Talk to you later. Talk to you soon. Okay, waiting for Mina Samuels. If you're in the queue, because I have a 203 number and I don't see it. So, Mina, if you're there calling in from a private number, if you can press 1 on the keypad, and that lets me know you want to get on air, okay? So I'm not seeing you. Mina, Mina, Mina Samuels. We're going to be talking about your book, Run Like a Girl, 365 Days a Year. Let's see if we can find out. Okay, I'm going to take another caller, and uh, let's see what we got here. Hello, and welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hello? Hello. Hello, you're on air. Welcome to the program. Hello? Hello? Yeah, you're on air. Hi. Yeah, you're on air. Hello? Hi. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Hello? Hi, this is is Mina. Oh, Mina. I've got a different number for you. Oh, you're calling in a different number. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I thought that they gave you my number. So as soon as I heard you say I have a 203 number, I was thinking, oh, no. She has the publicist number, not my number. <laughs> oh, that's what, oh, maybe I. Oh, backup number. My okay, but they didn't put it on there. She didn't put it on. Oh, but I am here. Me, I am okay, here. okay, great, Mina. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> great. It's been interesting today. Let me just say, with the technology, it's been interesting, Mina. So I, uh, I'm I know pers- because I called in early and it was silence for a while, and I thought. Gosh, did I call into the wrong place? And then you came. Then yeah. suddenly you sprang back on, and uh, you know, 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. Sometimes there's, you know, technology glitches. So anyway, it's great to have you here. Um, it's not quite a, I want to tell, I, at the top of the program, I shared a little bit about you and, and your website, but for those people that are just joining us, um, let's just get a little bit of your background. Um, you're a writer and a playwright, which I got to find out about that, and performer. And before you were a litigation lawyer and a human rights advocate, uh, you have a few books out. Your most recent book is Run Like a Girl, 365 Days a Year. Um, intrigued, yes. intrigued. So yes. um, how did exactly. you get, because you also work, you also, um, you talk about this transformative experience of sports and women's lives and how it really helps women become empowered and and actually even happier. Share with us the trajectory from litigation lawyer, human rights advocate, writer, playwright, and tapping into this empowerment, this transformation and empowerment focus. Sure, I'd love to. Um, for me, this transformation, um, moving from a much more um, – practical life, I guess, maybe. I'm, I'm trying to think of exactly what the right word is, of being a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And um, happened started on a particular day in my life, actually. And, um, right. and it was a day in which I, as silly as it might sound, in which I really feel like I kind of discovered my physical self in a more mm. profound way than I ever had before. And that kind of it, it was like that moved um, the trajectory. So I had come to, I'm Canadian and um, mm -hmm. I grew up in Canada and I studied law in Canada and I was practicing law in Canada. And I decided to move from Toronto to New York to study for my master's of law. And so I was here in New York and I was talking to the law librarian who was um, a very serious runner. She did marathons. And uh, she, she was a long-time runner. And I had started running a little bit since I had moved to New York because a lot of people run here and I was seeing it. And I was always someone who wanted to be somewhat active. So right. I was running maybe two to three times a week. And I had, I had built up and built up. And now I was running a full loop of Central Park, which is six miles. And... Um, so I said to her in a somewhat breezy manner, I said, well, I run three to four times a week. Well, that was a little more than I usually ran. Um, I run 10, three to four times a week. And she seemed so impressed. And I thought, wow, I really don't feel like I'm that impressive of a runner, but okay. And I was walking away from talking to her and I realized, oh no, I'm Canadian. When I say 10 or when I used to say 10, I meant 10 kilometers and she thought I meant 10 miles. And ah. I, was I was totally mortified <laughs> that I had really just misled her so completely. And I thought, oh, I'm going to have to go back tomorrow and I'm going to have to fall on the sword and tell her, you know, I, I know you misunderstood me. I can't really do, I can't do that. I can't run 10 right. miles. And, and then I thought, you know, I was a student with that flexible student schedule. And I just thought, uh, you know what? I'm 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 going to put my running shoes on. And I'm going to go out in that park and I'm I'm going to run 10 miles. 
so I went out and I ran two loops of the park, which is 12 miles. And I was, um, I felt like my whole body was just like a glass of champagne. I was so, um, I was so excited when I sort of passed the 10 mile mark and it was literally a day that, um, very rarely happens to us because most transformation is very slow and um, yeah. kind of creeps up on us and we have to call it in, as you were saying, we have to ask for it. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, but this one, it was, I, I really had the feeling of, I had woke, I woke up in the morning and if you had asked me about myself, I would have said, I am the kind of person who will never run 10 miles in their whole life. And at the end of the day, I was a person who had run 12 miles just kind of out of the blue. And it was so surprising to me. It was such, it was so far beyond what I thought I was capable of that I, um, I just started to look around my whole life and reevaluate where I was and, and what maybe I wanted to be doing differently. And someone recently said to me, and it really resonated for me, and I, I've been thinking about it a lot and realized that she, um, the person said, well, she was a voice from the future. Yeah. And I, and I thought, it's totally uh, true. I mean, she was, yeah. it was as if somehow that conversation with her existed, you know, ahead of where I was in my life. But I needed her to kind of push me there. Because obviously there was something inside of me that was very ready for that push to the next level. Which is interesting because you you said, you know, you wanted to be more physical. It was like you had an awakening through your physicality. You know, that was the trigger. It comes in many ways. Right? So that's so powerful that you... Well, you answered the call because she put that out there. You could have just said, oh, no, whatever. But you, something told you, well, let me just try it. And so you went to your own next level. You were guided to your own next level. It's pretty amazing. It was, it was, um, it was exciting. I mean, it's, kind of, it's a weird thing to look back on one particular day and think, wow, that changed everything. And to be clear, um, I mean, as you said earlier, it didn't change everything that day. It changed Mm -hmm. how I viewed my running and it changed a bit how I viewed what my body was capable of, but it took, it took some years after that to really, um, you know, change the course of my life to where it is now, which is so much more, uh, what I want to be doing and what I wanted to be doing when I was a child and when I was a teenager, which kind of, you know, I got, I went away from because I thought I needed to be more practical and I thought I needed to be more professional and serious. And, and, and those were skills that I was pretty good at. I was good at being organized and I was good at law school. And so it sort of felt like, well, I need to do that. And I probably did need to do it because it gave me a good sense of my own, um, capacity in the intellectual arena, but I hadn't mm-hmm. married it with my physical, I just hadn't married it with my body yet. Mm. And um, now I'm, you know, now <laughs> I feel like, I feel like the most important thing is to keep that, the, keep that connection, which isn't even really a connection. It's an absolute 
um, uh, oneness between our mental and physical and emotional beings, um, mm. which are just different names we have depending on how we are thinking about ourselves or feeling ourselves. Right. right. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, you it, there is that kind of old philosophy of, you know, getting out of the body. And a lot of, I think, spiritual traditions, you know, propagated that, whether it was from, you know, even Hinduism to some degree or, you know, Christianity, Catholicism, and, you know, get into the head. You want to escape. But the whole new paradigm is all about embodying it, embodying the new consciousness or new awareness, being in the body, you know, not escaping which makes sense to Absolutely. me because why else are we on earth, right? We're in the body. So we're meant to be in the body. <laughs> it's true. Right? It's true. Right? And even even when those traditions were saying we want to get out of the body, they were using the body to get out of the body. I mean, in, in yeah. the sort of Buddhist or Hindu tradition, yeah. you find yeah. that prior to meditation – that's what yoga is. Yoga, yoga is exactly. a practice that prepares the body to meditate. Um, exactly. And in Christianity, um, I think I heard you earlier refer to Hildegard um, von Bingen. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that idea of self-abnegation and fasting mm-hmm. and, you know, depriving your physical self of things to reach a higher plane, it understood that our body was implicated implicated in our spirituality, but it didn't want to accept um, that in a positive fashion, I think. So uh, it's nice now that we're allowed to have the bodies and that they can be a good thing (laughs) for us. Yes, exactly. And to not only celebrate it, but use it and, the physicality, whatever people can do, I agree, is so important. You know, that, that self-care, nurturing, and exploring the body through through movement, through exercise, through yoga asanas or postures, or whatever it is, that movement, I find it so important. It's Because like, sometimes moving the body moves our mind, moves our thoughts, you know, when we're stuck. Have you ever noticed that, that, that sometimes just going and moving the body we, it, it, it is absolutely the way to move our thoughts, and um, it's a way to move our emotions through us as well. I, mm. I also do some theater work, and I always feel like when I'm when I am running the room, when it's uh, a project that's mine, and so I have control about how we start a rehearsal or how we start a creation process. I always mm-hmm. start with a phys- a very physical warm up because I think that until we have moved our emotions through our body and kind of, you know, rinsed ourselves with where we are that day, but also Mm -hmm. created a little bit of heat and a little bit of energy, we're not going to bring our best work into the room. We're Mm -hmm. not going to be as creative as possible because we're going to, you know, if we can move first, then we can at least begin to divest ourselves of all of the social pressures that we've brought in and all of the, you know, all of the weighty things from the world that are, um, you know, clogging us. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yes, I think that, and, and I, my own experience is that um, during 
the things I, you know, I mean, walking, riding a bike, doing yoga, running, running for sure, and probably the most of all of the things that I do uh, is a place where my mind can float and then who knows what it's going to come up with for me. Yeah, yeah. Running's amazing for that. It, it's amazing what you get in that that stride. There's a flow. Yeah, mm-hmm. and a, a lot yes. of amazing stuff can come through. You know, feeling wise, but thoughts and ideas. It's, and I think it's that rhythm because you get in this rhythm. You're in your own internal time, your own inner rhythm, and that it's like, yeah, it's a good exercise for people um, to to get into that rhythm. I think. Yes, I agree. And it, there's also, um, for me, I find there's something a little extra because my heart is beating just a little bit faster. I mean, I don't need to be running at some extreme speed, but the move from <laughs> walking to running, um, it's almost like that elevates my ability to let my mind run free. I am more likely, this is just me because it's very personal mm-hmm. to each person and what our capacities are and what, you know, we like to do. But for me, walking, I'm more likely to perseverate and ruminate. And mm-hmm. running, I'm more mm-hmm. likely to let go mm-hmm. of what is bothering me, at least for the duration of the run. Mm-hmm. So Well, you have a, to if a... you're going to hit your stride. <laughs> you have to. It just, it kind of, yeah. I used to race, so I know. Yeah, you have to. Otherwise, it's, uh, yeah, the mind is going to trip you up. Um, now, you yeah. say running is a, a metaphor, but you really are, you know, advocating, um, which I think is so great, is, is some kind of physical movement or some kind of physical engagement that people need to do for their body. I and I mind. absolutely am. I, I just think that when we start to discover our physical strength, I've talked to so many women who've had this experience, when we discover how much more physical strength we have than we thought we did, because for many women, that is there to be discovered for them. Um, They haven't, you know, they didn't grow up with sports as integrated in their lives as boys did often. And, or, there's um, this morning I was talking to someone and she said, well, you don't mean sweat. You mean glow because we're women. And I was a little taken aback and I, I didn't have my, you know, a quick answer because I had already spiraled into the memory of my mother saying that to me and the sudden realization, that's why it took me so long to get dirty and really sweat. So I am advocating that women sweat. You can glow afterwards because you look so good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's true. And You're right, Mina. The sweat brings the glow after. The glow doesn't come until the flush cheeks doesn't happen until after we sweat. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's where our health is going to come from. And I, I mm. think that we often look at our health as, um, as a goal. I, I'm going to mm. do this thing. I'm going to mm-hmm. do this other thing. But but what I want to emphasize is that our health is a resource. Our health is the mm. thing that, that allows us to manifest in the world in the highest way possible. 
because we have more energy, because we're more in tune with what our truth mm-hmm. is, if we're more in tune with our body. So mm-hmm. I, I just think it's however it is that you can move that's a little bit more than what you're doing now is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's going to bring you pleasure. Yeah. Now you said something, if we can go back to, because I feel like the correlation, I think it's so um, profound and transformative, that correlation between not feeling strong within, and again, it's all relative listeners, what that is for you or how you do it. But I have noticed when you are feeling more in touch with your body, you can move more. There's more of a pep in the step or you, whatever, if you're on the, you know, elliptical or you were riding your body, that something with that engagement seems to make us do better in life, feel better, feel happier, but also go for those goals. I, I know in my life when I haven't felt strong, you know, and I've gone back to weights or done something, you know, or my Pilates or whatever it is. And all of a sudden now I'm like, I need, I'm more ready. Have you noticed that? And what is the correlation? <laughs> I, I, I feel like I am noticing it anew all the time, which continues mm-hmm. to inspire me because I think, wow, I think that maybe at this point in my life where I do a lot of sports and I'm in pretty good shape, that um, just like, you know, I make a little change. A friend of mine started mm-hmm. some radical cleanse thing a month ago, which I am not doing, but mm-hmm. it, it comes with exercises every week, like these little daily five to 10 minutes of exercises. And so she sends mm-hmm. them to me, and, I'm, and I thought, well, I'm just going to do them for fun along with what I'm already doing. Well, they've given me such a boost. It's, it's just mm. doing this new thing that's a new kind of strength, and I, I feel like it was the perfect thing to start doing right as my book was coming out because I needed – I had a running injury that I was nursing, and I needed to, um, I needed to have something else that was giving me that strong feeling that I could carry <laughs> – into you know what I needed to be doing um, for my book, and yes, so I feel that all the time, and I think um, I think everybody can. I think the problem is sometimes people take on they think that they need to be doing more than they need to be doing, mm-hmm. and so they just get discouraged mm-hmm. at the beginning. It's like, oh, I need to do ten thousand steps, or oh, I need to go to the right. gym for forty yeah. minutes. It's, you know, it's just like meditation, meditation. Sure. You know, if you build up to a longer meditation, it is likely that there will be more benefits over time, but at the same time, just starting at all, that is going to be a huge boost. Mm -hmm. Even if it's five minutes of, I don't know what I've been doing this week is squats and planks. Uh, um, But you know, it's it's an easy thing you can do in your office or you can you know, quickly do before breakfast or whenever. And, um, and it just makes you feel like, whew, I feel invigorated. What's mm-hmm. next? Mm-hmm. What else am I going to mm-hmm. do? So in the same so way that five minutes of meditation, so helpful. Right. So how, how does it prepare us? Cause I do feel, you know, it's so true that I guess we prepare our mind for things. We take a test or whatever, you know, we go into the, whatever the job is or the career we show up. Part of what I'm hearing you say or reflect back, it's also bring holistically bringing all of you, bring your body too, bring your body 
you know, that your body is prepared for the, the day or the job or the, whatever, the interaction with life. Um, it sounds like that's kind of what you're speaking of. And it, it also sounds like when you're, you might need different movement or exercises depending on what you're going through, what's your next level or focus, what's your next goal. Absolutely. I, that's exactly mm-hmm. what I'm saying. And, um, and, and I think an, uh, maybe another way to say it is that um, sure we bring our minds to work and our work is often an intellectual, it seems like it's an intellectual pursuit uh, as opposed mm-hmm. to a physical pursuit. But the fact is we know because we experience it from other people um, it's much harder to experience from our set, like what we're giving out, but the energy that someone brings with them into a room, into a meeting, mm-hmm. into an okay. encounter, that is part of what's happening. And so that's what I'm, that's what I'm advocating for, I guess, is that, that if we are more in touch with our physical selves, if we are activating our body a little bit more, we are also going to bring with us an energy that is, that is more positive, that is mm-hmm. more engaged. And, and we're going to be able to share that with other people who are around us. And that is, um, that's to everybody's benefit. If we're showing up mm-hmm. in a more, you know, we're, we're more radiant, I guess might be a mm-hmm. word to use. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I never thought of it that way. That, but that makes a lot of sense. You're actually, yeah, you're changing your energy. Um, do you see a correlation with like whether it's been you or people that you've worked with that have stuck, and then the movement helps them perhaps whatever get unstuck or a different perspective? You think that plays a role at all? I think that plays um, a big role, and I I didn't so much for this second book. Um, because the second book is a little more broad ranging, but for the first run, like a girl book I wrote, I, I interviewed about a hundred women and almost to a woman, they talked about the experience of engaging in physical activity at any level. I only interviewed um, so-called ordinary women. I, I, I wasn't trying to interview mm-hmm. professional athletes or you know, I was trying to interview people who were trying to juggle a daily life like all of us are and struggling, but, you know, succeeding in, in um, one place or another. And all of them talked about that feeling of um, using their sports to get unstuck. At the most prosaic level, um, mm-hmm. it's that sports are a really great microcosm for us to see um, – how we are conducting our life. It shows us how we're setting goals. It shows us how we're showing up day to day for something. It, um, it shows us how we take on commitments. And another thing in particular for women, I feel like that it shows us is that um, we have to own our success. I I feel like women in particular, again, give success away a lot. Yes, thank you. Yes, I did well. But, you know, all these other people help. And that is a wonderful, generous spirit. But at the same time, it's also, it's also like putting ourselves down a little, not taking credit for, for what we've done. 
And um, I used to have this joke with my partner because whenever he did anything, he would say, oh, I'm proud that I did X. And, and I would never say that. Like, I, you know, mm-hmm. for some reason I would do X, Y, Z, A, B, C, D, E, and I wouldn't walk around claiming mm. it because I thought, you know, I'd, so partly my upbringing, like, you know, pride comes before the fall. So, um, <laughs> and then after a while I thought, no, you know, I can be proud of things that I do. I'm a la- It's okay. The universe isn't going to punish me for thinking I did something well. I just don't, I just can't attach to it. I just can't, you know, identify mm-hmm. with it, but I'm allowed to be proud mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's so powerful and important. But you're right. You almost have, because when you're doing sports, you're doing this role in, or you're making goals and achieving them. Even if you're working out at the gym and you go from five to 10 pounds, you have to acknowledge that. You, yes. you find that it's in the acknowledgement. Is that um, maybe what should women, you know, anybody in general, but specifically women, be looking for um, in acknowledging ourselves? Or how, how do we get better at that, I guess? Mindfulness, 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 I think. And also creating the circumstances that make it impossible not to acknowledge ourselves. And that's where sports makes it easy because you, so long as you're not setting yourself impossible goals, you know, if you're just starting to go to the gym, set the goal that you're going to be on whatever the machine is for five minutes and then watch how over the course of a couple weeks, you can either increase the resistance or you can increase um, the time or you can increase your speed and you'll surprise yourself. I, I mean, I, I almost can guarantee it unless you just really desire self-sabotage. And so you're going to create circumstances in which it's impossible not to acknowledge that you are doing better than you were doing before. And, um, and, and we need to be compassionate, of course, um, when things aren't working out exactly how we want them to. But I think sports are a really great place to um, to quickly and easily feel like, ooh, look at that. I couldn't do that last week, um, you know, when we take on something new. So so that is, that is one thing. Uh, the other way, of course, is mindfulness, which is a, um, which is an ongoing practice that is helpful for everyone, I think. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I would imagine that getting more in touch with the body of physicality is a form of mindfulness, puts us in that mindfulness state as well. You know, another... Absolutely. I, it's definitely a piece of mindfulness. I would, I would not mm-hmm. say that sports is a replacement for a meditation practice. I would say that it is an enhancement that, go, you know, that each of them, I don't even want to say which one's the enhancement. They enhance mm-hmm. each other and they, okay. they share many characteristics, but one doesn't replace um, the other one. You know, it's wonderful to do the sports and then it's wonderful to do a body scan. You were talking earlier about this idea of, of just, spending even five minutes in a comfortable position with pillows under our legs and, 
and, and, and just feeling how you feel. And I, I think that, I think that's so critical. And I think that we often, um, we often don't do that uh, nearly Mm -hmm. enough. Yeah, I got to tell you, it's been powerful. And to not go for the stretch, especially if you've been competitive, you know, just to fold in and let the body lead the stretch instead of the mind going, a couple more breaths and now you stretch. Now, no, this is like let the body go where it wants to go and how it wants to go, you know? Yes, yes, exactly. I agree. I agree. That is, I always find yin yoga incredibly challenging because I know. Of yes. the mental aspect of that practice. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You you got to stay there. So a lot 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 purples up. You know, because you got to stay in those postures. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I mean, you're starting to you can just watch your mind racing. Why? Why are we still here? Wait. What's that I'm yeah, feeling? Exactly. Oh. Now I'm thinking about what I want to have to eat after this is over. Exactly. Oh, why am I thinking about that? <laughs> Oh, I know, I know, it's true, you get to see the things you think about. Now, Lina, your book, um, how would you suggest people use it? Because it seems like it's a bit of a kind of a day-to-day, maybe workbook in a sense, a workbook reflection book. I would say it's more of a book of reflections than a workbook. Um, Okay. So when you say that, I think to myself, of course, immediately, "Hmm, maybe that's the next thing I need to do. But there um, you go. <laughs> it is, it is, you were talking earlier about, you know, sort of the cyclical and seasonal elements in our lives. And, and that's how I think about the book. I do somewhat mean for it to be read from start to finish, but that it's not absolutely necessary to read it in order. Um, I have spoken okay. to people who have early copies of the book and they're just kind of opening it at random, which is wonderful. You can use it as a snack. Um, but what I intended by creating it as a book of days was to free myself up to write in a more cyclical, seasonal, looping fashion that is how we live. We come back mm-hmm. again and again to certain themes. We struggle with the same things but in slightly different ways because we arrive at them as a slightly different person again. And so I wanted to capture that kind of poetic nature of our life that is also in rhythm with nature. And um, so that was why I did it as a, as a book of days. And I, and I also wanted to, you know, not every day is about something that's heavy and meaningful, though there is lots in the book that's about the ways in which we search for meaning in our lives and, and to live a life of purpose. But it's, I, it's titled Run Like a Girl because I also think that an essential um, thing for us to refine as women is to refine that, that light spirit and the sort of let's go curiosity that we had as girls and that lack of self-consciousness that enabled us to really explore and um, invite a certain merriment into mm-hmm. how we approach the world. Mm. Oh, I love that. And people, you know, we need those, we need the guidebooks. We need, you know, the insight, the inspiration. Definitely. You know, help. I'm certainly, I'm certainly aiming with the book to, 
to offer some insights that I've gleaned along the way, but and I feel a little like I'm a magpie who's gone around collecting shiny, interesting things that I've found, and I really, really want to share them with everyone. But I also always want to make it clear that I need them as much as anyone else. And I find myself, I go back and I'll read something in the book and I'll think, oh, yeah, yes, right. That's how I can mm-hmm. better practice compassion toward myself. Oh, I need to remember mm-hmm. that again. So, because we always need to remember things again and again. Absolutely. And, um, we're on that path. We're on the path as well. Yes, exactly. And we need company on the path. So yeah. I offer the book oh. as maybe some company. Well, Mina, we're out of time now. What What's the best way people can reach you? Of course, the book um, is available, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, right, wherever uh, books are sold, I take it? Yes, and they can reach me. I have a I have an author Facebook page, so you can always get message me through there. And then I have a website, um, Mina, M-I-N-A, MinaSamuels.com, and the contact page comes straight to me, and um, I'm, you know, happy to hear from anyone. Perfect. Well, we were happy that you were on the program. I'm so glad. This has been just a joy. I uh, love what you're doing and what you're sharing with everyone. Um, it really is important empowerment on the path. So thanks for being on Awakenings. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Take good care. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That was Mina Samuels and her book. Sounds amazing, actually. Um, Run Like a Girl, 365 Days a Year. And uh, she's got uh, stay-the-day reflections, um, exercises, ways to create each day uniquely to become more empowered and happier. And then reinforce that. Again, Mina Samuels, and you go to minasamuels.com. All right, everyone, it's been really wonderful to connect with all of you. I don't know what happened with that little glitch, my mic. But as always, um, it's a blessing to be with all of you. And thank you, callers. Thank you, Tammy. Had my back on the sound. Thank you, everyone that's in the chat, all of you listening later in the archives. Thank you so much for being a part of the community. If you want more information about uh, the work that I do, upcoming events, workshops, um, including the one that's this Saturday, you can go to soulplayground.life and um, download some resources, copy and paste, um, as well as look in the event section also. All right, lovies, you radiant lights. Until next time, continue to shine your light, share your insights, and, of course, keep awake. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you